welcome to Ask a Pastor, the podcast where you can ask the pastor, well, anything. In this episode, Pastor Chip Stevens is joined by one of the ministry team at First Baptist Jackson to answer your questions. Now, let's join Chip and his guests in the studio. Hi, I'm Mike Harland, and I'm welcoming you to another edition of Ask a Pastor, and I'm stepping in for our pastor, Chip Stevens. I'm the guest host today, if you will, and I'm really blessed to have Bruce Worf here. Now, now Bruce, you're known for a lot of things here at our church, because you've been here. How long have you been at First Jackson? Going on 15 years. 15 yeah. years, but you've had multiple roles here. Right. So, so you came here first as? Recreation. Recreation, mm-hmm. and you did that, and then you moved into what? We've done some membership. Membership and then now uh, family ministry. Did I miss something whole? in there? Uh, young adults. Um, I've never you're the, never worshipped. Never did the. But I, I've, I've did a few other things. But you're the utility infielder, right? right. Exactly. So and people see you. You you're a very visible. Like like this past week, you were a big part of our our parent child dedication mm-hmm. and and you coordinate the family ministry team. So you guys are meeting, and right now you're really working hard on reviving and starting back Sunday school. Right. So right. when just, just kind of insider baseball kind of stuff for a minute here, what are some of the biggest questions you guys are having to answer in order to start Sunday school back in a COVID-19 pandemic? Right. Uh, well, everybody wants to know when, and yeah. so the when is this coming Sunday, March yeah. the 7th. Yeah. For, depends on when people are watching this, but yeah. March the 7th, I'm uh, really just excited about getting people back in, in their rooms, and uh, we'll have all the protocols, whether it's chairs spread out and, and different things in place, and so really excited about that. So people have been asking the when and the where, and so hopefully uh, folks have been following up with their Sunday school leaders to be able to know where their their room is, um, so that they can find that on our website as well. Yeah. And uh, we're just really excited about getting back. Yeah, in I here. know you are. It's almost like uh, here's a team of people that are that are called to a ministry and engaged and want to be a part of it, and and everything says, but we can't do it. We can't do it, and you're just kind of chomping at the bit to right. get going. Thinking of, thinking about things like air cycles, how often this room turns over, and, and right. air filters, and sanitation of chairs, and I mean the the list of of things goes on and on. And your team does a fantastic job of pulling all that together and making Sunday school possible here. But not just Sunday school. I mean you're you're dealing with D groups all the time. That's right. going really well, and yeah. that's happening in our church. Yes. They've they've continued on and uh, continue to meet, and so uh, we're looking forward even. August is going to be here before we know it. Yeah, and, we'll start uh, over. And, and start over, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, none of this is scripted. I think y'all can tell. But how many D groups do we have? I don't even know. Uh, it's like We had around 500, 500 individuals that were involved in D groups. Around 500 yeah. people involved. And hopefully, if this thing works right here at First Baptist Jackson, when we start back this fall, those folks are going and starting D groups, and it begins to escalate. And pretty soon, a majority of our church are involved in this very, very important Right. discipleship thing. All right, Bruce, so that's not what we're here to talk about today. I've just got to ask you the question, though. And you mentioned all the things you've done. When I think about your ministry, I think about you're the husband of one of my keyboard players. That's what I think about. <laughs> a much better half. Y- y'all all see Meredith when you watch our worship services. She's on the keyboard, she's blonde hair over here playing, and that's your wife. And she does a fantastic job in the worship ministry. So I had to throw that in here. All right, so here's here's a question I have. Bruce, uh, and this really is a question about family ministry, which is, mm-hmm. I know, an area that you spend a lot of your energy on. But listen to this question someone sent in. How am I supposed to disciple my children 
<laughs> when I'm barely keeping my head above water. Did Meredith send that? What, yeah, Meredith sent this. She, no, she didn't. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah. That's a great question. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that's someone that's a question that all parents really ask themselves, yeah. uh, especially probably our preschool parents. Um, yeah. Our adolescent, you know, our, our parents that are having junior high kids and uh, emotions are changing and, and all those. So I think that's a great question. And, yeah. uh, you know, for I think initially I would respond with that discipleship isn't a formula, that yeah. we, we don't have a checklist of one, two, three, four, five, and six. And I think as parents, sometimes we feel locked in to saying, okay, we got to do this, 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 and, and check all these needs off. When in reality, you know, we're modeling for our children and we're just living out Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. We're living out what uh, Moses talked about and walking alongside them about tying it to the door frames. Not literally, uh, yeah. but but we are showing them the way and the way we live our lives and uh, the way when we talk to them in the car, when we're having meals, when we're having bath time, bedtime, and all those opportunities that our preschool parents have, and maybe even, um, and I know that we spent some time over our Family Matters series talking yeah. about a lot of these things. Yeah, a lot of comments I've heard about the, the session you did on parenting with a couple that came and, and gave their expertise, and many people. If you've not seen that, you need to go back and find that and watch those episodes of Family Matters, because there's some really helpful parenting information there. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, it's one of those questions that you sit there, you can go to a seminar, we can watch a video on it. Uh, there, there's a lot of things, but in, until you're in the middle of parenting, yeah. uh, you really, you have those overwhelmed days. And um, I'll share a quick story. I remember driving to church with the twins, Silas and Avery. Yeah. They're maybe a year old. Um, and we're on the way and they're really quiet in the back seat. And so I, I, I <laughs> which is when my, you get worried. Yes, you do. I adjusted my mirror and I couldn't see kind of what was going on in the back. And so um, Silas, I could see his face looking over at his sister. We ended up, I pulled over off the exit and I looked and uh, Avery had got into the diaper bag and she got a Sam's Club size of <laughs> lotion, baby lotion. And it was in her hair oh, and it was yes. all over her church yes. dress and all that. And that was one of those moments where you just say, we're going to stop. We're just going to start over today. Yeah. So I called my supervisor at the time and said, yeah. we're, we're not going to make it today. Yeah. We're going to watch yeah. from home. Yeah. And, uh, but that's just one of those moments that you get as a parent that you just take a deep breath and you know that that day is going to change. This phase that you're going through right now is going yeah. to change. Yeah. Uh, life happens. It does. It just happens. It really and, does. You know, what I think about with our three kids, um, Teresa and I start, decided a long time ago that like we had been in our families, we wanted to raise families that that lived authentic Christian lives. We didn't want to just have a, a dose of Christianity in our family. We really wanted it to be the real thing. Right. And not just because I was working at a church, but I mean, we, we, we had a personal faith and we wanted our kids to have a personal faith. And so we aspired for that. But, mm -hmm. but the thing is, as you've already said, it, it, there's no one way that that's always going to work exactly like you think it does. But yeah. One of the things that we wanted to guard against was what I call uh, now, call now, the writer of Hebrews actually talks about this, but, but you know what a vaccine is. A vaccine mm -hmm. is when you give uh, a person a little bit of the disease, mm -hmm. and it actually, rather than giving them the disease, it actually gives them a resistance to it. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that's so dangerous for families, and I think that the motive of this question mm -hmm. Is, is, man, we don't want to give our kids a vaccination against Christianity mm -hmm. by giving them just a, a shadow of it right. where, and where they actually be, build a resistance to it. You know, right. you know the stats when that 80% or so of our kids, when they leave us our right. homes from church, they never come back again. Mm -hmm. 
I think I suspect that's because we're giving them a dose of the vaccine and not the not the right. real thing. So Teresa and I decided we were going to have a family prayer time and gathering time. We did it every morning, five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We had three kids. So Monday was my day. Tuesday was Teresa's day. Wednesday mm. was Lee's day. Thursday was Elizabeth's day. Friday was John's day. And if it was your day, you you picked a scripture, mm. you read it, you you gave a short explanation of why you read that scripture and then you led the prayer time we had a prayer cup that had all these prayer requests in it and you'd pull out a prayer request and you'd lead the family prayer time we started that with all three of our kids by the time john was in the first grade here's what i always would tell Teresa: i don't expect them to remember much about what this is because to honestly to your lotion story. Mm. There were some pretty chaotic mor- mornings. You'd right. say nothing spiritual is happening here. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we're eating cereal and passing the, right. the, you know, whatever. And it seemed a lot of chaotic and everybody's rush- rushing, getting ready for school. And it wouldn't all be all that long, 10, 15 minutes sometimes. Um, and, but I'll, I remember telling Teresa, I don't expect our kids will remember much of what we do here, but I do know that they'll never forget that we did it that our family got around the table, opened the word, prayed together, read together. It wasn't the content that mattered. It was the consistency of this really does affect our lives. And you know what? Now that they're grown, all three of them talk about those Sunday mor- those morning prayer times. So, right. so find your own rhythm right. uh, and find your, your own way and, and start over. And you, just like some days or do over days. Uh, right. maybe, maybe you need to start right now doing something you haven't never done before, like something simple, like I was just talking about. But it, it matters so much. And, right. uh, and man, I'm grateful for the question because it shows here's a mom or dad that really mm-hmm. wants to get this right. Absolutely. And the margin of error here is wider than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that first you're growing as a mm-hmm. disciple and it's real right. for you. And if it's real for you and you let them see the struggles of your own life, uh, it'll become real for your kids too. That's you have awesome. a fi- final shot. I mean, talking, I mean, you think yeah. about the question, it, it really, I don't want to get too far from the intent of it. Yeah. Um, but let me restate it. And I'll give you the, you give us the elevator answer. How am I supposed to disciple my children when I'm barely keeping my head above water? Uh, I'd say that you're not in this process alone. And it w- what's going on underneath the surface for our children, like what you just talked about. Uh, God is in that process. The Holy Spirit is in that process. And they're yeah, catching far good. more than you ever realize. It yep. uh, doesn't matter what their age is. They're catching far more than you realize. So lean into your Sunday school class group, to your support group uh, as a family, and lean in mostly into God because uh, yeah. He's walking alongside that, uh, that process with you uh, each and every single day. So uh, take a deep breath, and you're really just leaning in uh, to what uh, Scripture has to say to you as a family and just trust in that process. And, you know, my elevator speech is be intentional about how important this is in your family. Families will spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars and miles on the car to, to, to help Johnny be able to hit a curveball. Right. Care a whole lot more than that about whether or not Johnny knows Jesus and knows right. how to walk with him. Uh, make it a priority, and if you'll if you'll keep it intentionally as a priority in your life, uh, and navigate it as life comes, as you've already said, uh, the Lord has a way of making all of that work out in the end. Hey, right. Bruce, thanks for hanging out yeah, with me you, today. Thank you, awesome. And uh, thank you for watching mm-hmm. us today, and keep those questions coming in. We love interacting with you this way. Feel free to submit any question. And thank you for listening and tuning in today.
Do you have a question to ask a pastor? You can send it to us by visiting firstbaptistjackson.org app or message us on social media. You can find us at FBJacksonMS on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Thanks again for joining us for Ask a Pastor.